in the party, Richter. Welcome to, welcome to a. I wrote it down and I'm still fucking it up. Welcome to a special bonus episode of See You at the Party, Richter. I'm Aaron Frescas, and with me, as always, are my partners. One is a tough as nails veteran who's two weeks away from retirement, named Joseph Beck Castro. Hello, cutie pies. <laughs> and the other is a fresh out of the academy by the book rookie named Chris Chapman. Hey guys, I'm just glad to be here. <laughs> 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 and in this episode, we'll be talking about Arnold's guest starring role in the 1970s uh, procedural cop drama, The Streets of San Francisco. I got to say, this show might have one of the best description uh, descriptions on IMDb of any of these type of like formulae cop show dramas, cop mm-hmm. drama shows, which I want to read real fast because I sent to you guys, but it's a uh, copaganda as it's more commonly known. <laughs> what is it? Copaganda. Yeah, Copaganda. <laughs> it makes me want to watch it, though. But it's it's uh, so it's a pair of plainclothes homicide detectives, Lieutenant Mike Stone and Inspector Steve Keller, cruise the streets of San Francisco, California, solving a variety of crimes, a variety, variety of crimes usually involving murder. Stone is a street smart 20 year veteran cop and Keller is that college educated rookie. Much of the series <laughs> success was due to the friendly play or friendly by play and relationship between the two leads. <laughs> friendly by play what's that mean i have no fucking clue <laughs> yeah you did i you did introduce this wrong because i am the one wearing a college t-shirt <laughs> oh, that's true that. but it is palomar college but yeah <laughs> i went there so and i am very embittered about most things in my life so <laughs> go comments <laughs> um so uh, the show starred Carl Malden as Lieutenant Mike Stone, who was in some pretty big older movies, including A Streetcar Named Desire, mm-hmm. On the Waterfront, and Patton. Damn. Yeah. Is that um, three movies, or is that just one movie? A Streetcar Named Desire, or and, On and the on Waterfront. Water no, 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 it's A Streetcar oh. Named Desire, On, on the, the Waterfront, waterfront. and Patton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A Streetcar Named Desire, On the Waterfront, and Patton. Like, it's like, you know. <laughs> The streetcar's name is Desire on the Waterfront, and then it's his partner, Pat. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Pat, like Pat and Oswald. <laughs> uh, those are the first two are, are Brando movies. Yeah, on the and Waterfront is the uh, the I'm a I could have been a contender, right? Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Looking. I'm pretty sure oh, okay. on the Waterfront is where I'm I could have been a contender comes from. And then Streetcar is the one that's based off of uh, the Simpsons that, episode. Yeah, that Simpsons episode. Stella. <laughs> Something about Stella and Fella. They send me through hell. Stella! <laughs> uh, everything started... I know from that is just from The Simpsons. So, yeah. <laughs> Which is about 99% of any show tunes, uh, Broadway <laughs> type old thing. old Hollywood thing, yeah. yeah it's, it's just... I, I mainly get it from The Simpsons. Yeah, like one. Like when you see it, you're like, singular oh, sensation. that's where they got that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. When I saw the Music Man for the first time and realized that's where the monorail episode came from, I was like, "Holy shit!" I have no idea. Oh yeah, that's that's <laughs> the the monorail episode is basically just the Music Man. <laughs> oh okay. Guy comes to town and sells everybody a bunch of marching band bullshit. <laughs> okay, that Conan ripping people off. Oh, so it also starred Michael Douglas as his partner Steve Keller, who was also in a few films, including uh, Black Rain, Ghost of Girlfriend, Girlfriend's Past, and You Mean Dupree. <laughs> <laughs> really? Those are all good. Yeah, wow, he's also in some fucking bangers in the '90s, like Ghost in the Darkness. Did you guys watch that? Uh, yeah, in like the '90s. That's a good fucking movie. Really? Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer Valkyrie. hunting. Uh, oh, hunting a tiger. Lions. No, there's like these man-eating lions lions? that are. Oh. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, Falling down, which we talked about, which is also good. Falling mm-hmm. down with Michael Douglas, which is just him slipping. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> for two hours. It's icy today. <laughs> <laughs> And then the game, which is a fucking awesome movie if you like mystery movies. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's David Fincher. Did you watch that one, Joe? Yeah, but I don't know if it ages well with the uh, um, kind of trans situation. Much like Ace Ventura, there's does it? There's who's trans in that? Am I thinking of the game? Uh, Are you thinking Katie of Holmes? the Crying Game? <laughs> yes. <laughs> which is the yes. sequel. <laughs> There's right? the game, and then there's the crying game. Yeah, you play the game, and then once you don't win, you cry. Okay, that's how things go, right? Oh, the game, the games with Sean Penn oh. <laughs> and Michael Douglas, where they like it's his uh, Sean Penn's his brother, and he buys him like this. Michael Doug- Douglas is like this rich asshole. You should mm-hmm. watch it; it's really good. It's really, and good. he he buys him. It's David Fincher, and he buys him this like big like this All game right. thing, and it's just him dealing with that. But yeah, cool. 
I will watch that. Unfortunately, Michael Douglas wasn't in this episode. Uh, okay, that we watched. I, was, I was about to ask. Wait, that guy was not Michael Douglas, right? The young no, that's that was what Michael Douglas looked like in the seventies. <laughs> yeah. What did I freeze fuck? again? No, no, you did not freeze. It, no, no, your your joke was just wasn't good. So I just <laughs> <laughs> I was just so confused. Uh, but well, he okay. So he wasn't in that episode, but he left at the beginning of the fifth season in 1976. So we missed him by like 15 episodes. Oh god damn it! <laughs> so uh, did we know that I, going into this? Because I don't remember talking about. I that. I did, but I also oh, okay. looked at like how many episodes he was in. But so the only bit of <laughs> trivia that I wanted to share about the show is that apparently the younger version of Hank Pym in the Avengers Endgame was based on Michael Douglas's look when he started in this show. Oh really? Wow. Yes. <laughs> so the scene of him running down the hall in Endgame. Uh, like away from the camera was a virtual copy of a number of shots of him running in the streets of San Francisco wow. due to like the length of his hair and this, he was wearing the same type of coat. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So he was replaced on the show by Richard Hatch, whose main credits basic were basically every iteration of Battlestar Galactica and then a bunch of B movies that went straight to video. Uh, and then I have just the basic um, episode info be- before we get into the summary. So we watched episode 20 of season five titled Deadlift. It originally aired May 5th, 1977 on ABC, and you can find the episode on YouTube, and we'll make sure to post a link to it in the episode description, so look out for that. Anything to mention before we get into it? Uh, no, I don't think so. No. Okay. So, start off with you, Arnold. Sorry, had you guys heard of this before we... No. No, I, I had never heard of this show, like not even in uh-uh. past. Like I've Which heard is... of like Hill Street Blues and shit. Obviously, that's from like the 80s or whatever, but... I'd never seen it, but there's a bunch of cop procedurals I've heard of, but never seen this one. I had no idea even existed. Yeah. Which so. is weird. Cause Michael Douglas is in it, but yeah, I heard of this and I don't know if it's because Arnold was in an episode or because I lived in San Francisco. I don't know what part came first. <laughs> gotcha. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so I've heard of it and I knew he was on an episode and I've seen the scene where spoilers, cause it's the like second scene where he kills a chick um oh. yeah it's 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 good <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> so we the episode starts off with arnold jar- jar- jarging arnold jogging <laughs> through a park in some unnamed city I, I don't know when he uh sees some guy who looks kind of like a west coast version of david letterman like, <laughs> like seriously like the guy looked like a bizarro david letterman which pretty much means he's not very funny and he actually has respect for women <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> anyhow Apparently, my thing is just shitting on Letterman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're so, listening, Letterman, first of all, thank you. Second of all, come on and refute uh, Aaron. We'll have a mm-hmm. lively debate. Yeah. <laughs> um, or so, have us on your show. That's fine. Yeah, that's that works too. So, uh, Bizarro David Letterman is doing some exercises or something with this kid when Arnold, whose name in this is Joseph Schmidt, by the way, <laughs> um, comes up to them and helps lift the kid. He then continues his run when some like girl with no boundaries runs up beside him and first asks why he's running so slow yeah. and then tells him that it's her second lap before he mentions that he's on his 33rd lap. Yeah. Going back to that kid for a second, he helps the kid like the the dad and the kid were trying to do a handstand. He helps the kid like perform the handstand, but then the kid immediately falls down again. I was really hoping he was just going to start berating the kid for not like maintaining his form <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Just gets immediately as mad as he does in the girl's apartment later on. <laughs> Just starts shaking the kid. Jesus. Um, so she, she, uh, the girl asks where he's from. He tells her Austria, but he's American now and served in Vietnam, which was weird to think about because Arnold is totally old enough to have been drafted for that war, but he didn't yeah. become a U.S. citizen. I looked it up until 1983, which huh? is crazy because he came to the U.S. in 68. Wow. Although Jeez. I'm sure if I were him, I wouldn't, like, as long as that war's going on, I wouldn't bother getting yeah. my fucking citizenship. Seriously. Because, like, no, fuck that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they finish jogging and head to her place, and she shows that whoever wrote this episode isn't from California when she offers him some pop. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Joe, you're the type of white person that whose family would call soda pop, huh? <laughs> what? Me? Uh, yeah. No. What? No? <laughs> Family's from California. I thought some of them weren't from uh, the Midwest. Oh. Like when you go back there, do they call it pop? No, but if you go like further east in Washington, you might get some pops. Mm-hmm. So uh, she deduces that he's a bodybuilder and mentions that, and he mentions that he works out four to five hours a day. 
So she grabs a tape recorder and begins recording them uh, right after calling him a body freak, which (laughs) upsets him. Uh, for some god for a second uh, who could be upset by being called a freak immediately <laughs> i was just like well you're a body freak right hey fuck you lady what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> and then she's like why are you getting so upset like, yeah. yeah this is oh, this is before Christ. rick james's like super freak came out oh, so yeah, okay. oh, the term true. freak wasn't a like a sense. positive not a compliment at the time <laughs> yeah well like people are like i'm a jesus freak you know and we're just like yeah this guy really loves jesus <laughs> You know, that's like a recent thing. So, uh, so yeah, Arnold gets all upset and is like, turn off the tape recorder. I'm no freak. And so she apologizes, begins asking him questions about working out before basically asking him to show her a little skin. And I had to like (laughs) double check that I was watching a TV show and not like the intro (laughs) for some casting call porn because it definitely started getting that feel like, what the fuck? A (laughs) hundred percent. He asks for baby oil and she goes, she's like, yeah, I have some baby oil. Like, why the fuck do you have baby oil? But I don't know. Exactly. What's a casting couch thing? Uh, Like a net video girls or uh, What's that? uh, Pornography. What's Pornography. Um, it's where two you watch two people have relations with each other, sexual relations. Oh, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, you should check it out. <laughs> wow, I haven't ever heard of or talked about this before. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she gets him to take off his shirt, and she pulls another casting couch move by being all like, "Ooh, I've never seen anything like that before." Before she begins like rubbing his arms. Yeah, she fucking starts touching. This lady's a real fucking creep. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she uh, mentions that he must work out harder than he jogged, and he gives her this long speech about something called the pump and how it's like coming, which I thought was kind of graphic for a primetime show in the 70s, but whatever. Uh, man. <laughs> he definitely should have gotten to that. <laughs> yeah. She asks him what the point of working out so much is, and so he tells her that he'll show her as long as she promises not to laugh. She agrees. He asks her for some baby oil because everyone, like everyone knows, you can't do bodybuilding poses without baby oil. <laughs> yeah. I mean, does everybody know that? I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a joke. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I think it's a joke. Uh, so he goes into a few poses as she at first starts to like kind of hold back her laughing, but then can't help herself once he does like the arms down like bicep pose. Because he begins like straining like he's struggling to poop. I don't know how to describe that pose. Which, like, yeah, objectively is the funniest pose because his face is like. Yeah. Like he's, like he's like, yeah. I, I don't know. What, but like arms down bicep pose. I don't know what kind of pose you call that. Yeah, I don't know. The, like the pose. That's a. Yeah. That <laughs> uh, I don't know. So he gets super upset and she gives the biggest half-assed apology by basically saying, sorry, you look like a big dumb ape. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you lady, you uh, could have talked yourself out of getting killed and yeah, had sex. Seriously. You would have handled that a little better. <laughs> oh, this is like the casting catch thing gone wrong. Yeah. Uh, but he then freaks out and basically turns into turns into like a roid raging Lenny from the Mice of Men, and he like grabs her violently and begins shaking her while yelling like stop that it's not ugly it's beautiful it's what the body is supposed to look like as he's shaking her (laughs) and i just love the faces he's making me while he's shaking her because he's shaking her and yelling at her at the same time and his eyes are closed and he looks like a little kid that's having a temper tantrum oh yeah definitely like every time he goes off in the sea he looks like he's having a temper tantrum yeah, like I took screenshots that I'll end up posting if I remember uh, <laughs> when this episode comes out, but it's great. Yeah. Anyway, so he uh, shakes her, throws her on the couch, and continues his tantrum as he storms out of the apartment while saying, I, I don't know what. And then we cut to the gal on the couch looking possibly dead as it fades to black, like the commercial break, mm-hmm. before coming back with a title card that letting us know that it's act two now <laughs> of the episode, The Streets of San Francisco, which made me curious how many shows used to do that and when they stopped doing that, because what's the point? Yeah, I've never seen that before. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. The only place I've ever seen that is like in like five act plays. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so we see that the gal Arnold was with, who I keep wanting to call Jill because she looks, to me, she looks exactly like the girl from Hercules in New York. But uh, yeah, <laughs> which name was also even... not Jill, but you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> which I'm like, I'm not sure if they actually do look the same besides both being white and having brown hair. But anyway. Yeah, they dead. were white in the 70s. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> So she's dead. Uh, we go inside her apartment as we meet Lieutenant Mike Stone, who's questioning one of Jill's friends that found her dead, who I think might be her boyfriend, but I'm not sure. Maybe she doesn't want to commit to him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He seems pretty upset about all the dudes that go through her yeah. apartment, that like, yeah. visit her apartment. 
Man, that detective's got a hell of a fucking nose on him. It looks like it's been broken about three or four times. <laughs> well, so we also meet Michael Doug- Douglas's replacement, who I'm assuming was originally named Inspector Dykel Muglis, but for the writers <laughs> eventually changed it to Dan Robbins. It's possible, I mean. Um, so they figure out that someone else was in her apartment, and Lieutenant Stone mentions that there are fingerprints all over the apartment before Inspector Muglis points out the baby oil. <laughs> They played the recording Jill made before Arnold freaked out and Jill's friend mentions that she, quote, had this thing for sci- uh, sociology. She liked interesting people and would bring them back to the apartment. You know, construction workers, garbage men, firemen. And apparently uh, she wanted to see what they were thinking, according to her possible boyfriend. But this is starting to sound more and more like a casting couch thing. <laughs> yeah. You ask me? Definitely. And just, I just like to think that that is her boyfriend, but he's just completely oblivious to what she's like, doing. He's not happy about it, but she's like, oh, I'm just asking questions for sociology. Like, you know, he's like, oh, you're, you're taking college courses? She's like, no. Um. <laughs> it's just a hobby. Yeah. Uh, so he mentions that she was going to Golden Gate Park and that she liked to jog around the lake. As they leave, uh, Inspector Muglis mentions that they were there were finger marks on Jill's arm and her shoulders were dislocated before mentioning that whoever killed her works out five hours a day. And I was actually curious if this had come out before pumping iron because pretty much everyone in this episode either acts like they don't know what bodybuilding is or they act like it's like that circus acting that Arnold talked about. Yeah, definitely. I think it was Arnold in uh, Pumping Iron. Mm-hmm. So I looked it up. Apparently Pumping Iron was released January 77. This came out in May. Huh. So I'm not sure about turnaround time as far as shooting a show and it being released. Um, but it, it, if it was released five months apart, I feel like this was banking off Arnold's like popularity at the time. Yeah, it feels like it. Even though they're treating the sport the same way people did before Pumping Iron was released. <laughs> yeah, which is such a weird thing in the show, too, because they're like talking about like less of a man or something because you're a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. very confusing. Like I guess I guess the definition of a man in the seventies is like Archie Bunker, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Just still, uh, I guess yeah, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Hey, Dirty Harry, yeah. also San Francisco. So yeah. <laughs> you gotta talk like this and squint. Like, they're, they're not even squinting. Those aren't men. <laughs> or or fucking Gene Hackman, who like I yeah. said, looks like a potato in a hat. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay <laughs> i don't know like in like in a french connection he just looks like a sentient potato in a hat <laughs> uh, they should have got no, him instead me... of don rickles for mr potato mr potato head <laughs> in toy story so uh so uh stone mentions that being called a freak triggered arnold and off they go in that He's, sweet 70s car he specifically says triggered him off and i was like what the fuck does that mean who the fuck says that? Old people, I guess. But we then go to a brewery or distribution center that Arnold works at as we see him doing one of his like signature moves, yeah. carrying something extremely heavy over his right shoulder in the same way an 80s rapper would carry a boombox now. <laughs> uh, that's Anchor Steam Brewery. I, I can't say that. Oh, word. is it? Yeah. So that's like... Uh, did it's you like the... look it up or did it say no, it? No, it, it says it. It's pretty obvious. But that's like oh, the okay. San Francisco brewer... brewery. Yes, brewery? thank you. I, I can't say that word. <laughs> So what would be a kid um, uh, like Stone in San Diego? I didn't know that that was that old. I didn't either, but and I, I do not notice that. But uh, so yeah, he's carrying a keg, which we know is heavy because it takes two other guys just to carry one. Like yeah. we, as we see him carrying one, but Arnold's boss asks to speak to him and basically fires him for being too good at his job <laughs> because he works so fast that it's making the rest of them look bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what kind of weird fucking world is this man it's, it's like a fucking like uh it's like a conservative idea of what a union is like in that uh, like yeah. all the all the dudes like are just super fucking lazy and any efficiency <laughs> they are fucking pissed at and like they can't stand that shit yeah i don't know very good so- point uh, so well, this pisses Arnold off, and he begins throwing another tantrum as he begins n- knocking all the kegs over. <laughs> uh, we then cut to S- Stone and Mugless questioning people at the park. And damn, getting away with the crime must have been super easy in the seventies because <laughs> yeah. Stone is just like showing random people a picture of Jill and asking me, "Like, you've seen this girl? No? Okay, moving on." <laughs> Which reminds me of that John Mulaney bit about old crimes before DNA, where they've got like one detective and. In- He's, that's like there's a pool of killers the killer's blood in that room and the other detective's like gross mop it up <laughs> now back yeah. to my hunch <laughs> it's 
yeah. but uh, uh, oh, so Muglis tells Stone that the fingerprints didn't come up with anyone, but uh, wouldn't they pop up if he's in the military? Which I was watching this as I was writing oh, yeah. it. And, yeah. Well, they that's a good point. I don't know. They didn't have like a, a nationwide database. That makes sense. They, yeah, that's why they sent him off to to the Pentagon, Washington. which makes sense now. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, because I have another note later what says, why the fuck are they calling the Pentagon? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so uh, Muglis also mentions that they have a lead before heading uh, to talk to Bizarro David Letterman, who recognizes Jill's pick in the paper and mentions he saw her jogging with Arnold and then describes him and agrees to talk to a police, police sketch artist. <laughs> and then bef- before he leaves, he mentions that the killer walked funny and then imitates him by basically walking around like a superhero kind of. Yeah, like, he, he, he like, does the thing where, he like, your arms can't move, like, you know, because yeah. Arnold's muscles are so big, he can't put his arms all the way down. But, but. he's actually walking up, like, upright and, like, yeah. chest puffed out, which mm-hmm. they don't do later when they're trying to imitate no, him again. No, they do not. So we then go to Arnold's apartment and see him working out when his landlord enters the apartment, reminds him about renting due, and then tells Arnold that he should start boozing as he takes a swig <laughs> from a bottle in a paper bag. <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, me too. He's great. Uh, he's got an answer for everything and the answer is booze (laughs) so he leaves as arnold sees a picture of jill in the paper and at first i thought he felt guilty because he makes this like big grimacey face like he's upset but then i realized he's not upset he just finished working out slash achieved the pump so (laughs) that's probably him just experiencing his dick turning into like a sperminator yeah (laughs) it's like his vinegar strokes face Okay. Just sitting there talking to Tom while he's coming. (laughs) Uh, So we then go to Stone and Muglis at a martial arts class that's apparently taking place in a police station. Yeah, I was like, every fucking officer in the SFPD knows karate? What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Also, do you notice the dummy that is the first thing you see in that shot? They pan past a dude. Like batoning like a dummy, whapping, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. I was like, that dummy is extremely worn in the crotch, <laughs> like very specifically. <laughs> there is a huge spot where they were clearly whacking at that crotch for years. Yeah. The weird thing was, there was two dummies. There was a brown one. There's a white one. The white one didn't have a fucking mark on it. <laughs> yeah. The brown one, though. Uh, yeah, it was. I noticed two things about the dummy. It was dressed like a medieval peasant, and it was really worn in the crotch. <laughs> Yeah, only one of those two things you see at a renaissance fair <laughs> so, so they, they ask they ask some dude who i think is also a cop if he can help them figure out where arnold works out which again what a fucking long shot seriously man they're just taking stabs in the dark at every turn in this investigation it is hilarious it's like, it's like uh, hey bob our, per- our perp works out any idea which gym in the city might work out in? <laughs> yeah. oh god also, oh. th- that police sketch of Arnold looks nothing like no, him. No, it doesn't. And, you know, police sketches don't usually look that much like the person, but that really is, like, the least detailed sketch that they could have gotten. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, good luck finding him. And I love how the it, p- different people keep seeing the sketch and then identifying him. Yeah. It it helps the entire way through <laughs> yeah. the fucking uh, So. Bob tells him that people work out differently, and then Dyko Muglis imitates Arnold walk, Arnold's walk for them, but it makes it seem way more ape-like. <gasps> so than terrible! The walk that Bizarro Letterman did. Yeah, he's like he's like crouched down, and he's like almost like dancing. He's like moving forward, and like yeah. I don't know, it's fucking weird. And the worst part about it is that's like the key that like yeah, that like helps works. them break the case. <laughs> yeah, it works because Bob tells him that uh, that kind of walk comes from a dude with overdeveloped lats back muscle or back <laughs> muscles yeah so they're looking for a weightlifter or a wrestler and he agrees to make a list of gyms mm-hmm. uh guys named jim not actual gymnasiums <laughs> <laughs> we cut to arnold oh, arriving well, you a- forgot the part where one of the cops is like hey or like arrest him and he's like don't kill him well i like how it cuts to uh detective stone's face afterwards and he just has like the most pleasant smile and little giggle to himself yeah. about that yeah. like it's like, like the yeah are gonna uh, kill him. yeah <laughs> just kidding oh the mere thought that we wouldn't brutalize somebody <laughs> <laughs> anyway so uh 
We cut to Arnold arriving at a police station and asking to talk to someone about a crime before seeing uh, a couple of cops struggling with the junkie who's yelling and calling them turkeys, which is just a great insult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta bring that back. <laughs> uh, so anyway, this triggers Arnold, who has a flashback of him freaking out while being detained by the military police and then locked up in a cell. So he decides against reporting the crime. That was a flashback? I thought that was a... It was like a fantasy flashback. Like, like um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a memory. Yeah. Okay, so one thing about the scene, um, which is basically the only note I have, therefore I didn't write it down. Uh, <laughs> he goes to the Terval police station, which is on like okay. 23rd and Terval, which is like two blocks from where I used to live. However, he lives, uh, I looked up the building that he lives at, which is basically like Montgomery Street Station, which is like the complete fucking opposite end of the city. So for some reason, he went past like 18 police stations to go all the way out to that one, which is essentially the <laughs> suburbs of the city. Maybe he was on his run. <laughs> yeah. His 40 mile run. But if yeah. he ran from where he lived to Golden Gate Park. Yeah, I guess he can keep going. Okay. All right. Wait, how, how close yep. is he to Golden Gate Park? Uh, not close at all. And uh, they say she lives in, well, they say the Mission Street District, but it's just called the Mission District or the Mission uh, which is not really close to Golden Gate Park either. Um, hmm. So, but I can see why they would go there to run because it's a, it's one mile by three mile park. It's the biggest park in any city in the country. It's gigantic. Oh, it, park. It's bigger than than uh, Central than Park. Central? Yeah. Damn. Um, hmm. So I can one see mile why they, by by what three miles. Oh shit! And yeah, San Francisco Central Park. Yeah, San Francisco is only seven miles by seven miles. So. Takes up oh, is it in the middle? Of the city. Uh, Where's it at? So it's on. It's in the like middle on the left side. So if you take like the middle of the Towards city, the coast, yeah, and then you go three miles to the left, and then half mile up, half mile down. Hmm. So okay, it's a big part. Um, we then uh, yeah. So he decides against reporting the crime and leaves the station. We then go into Act Three with Muglas arriving at one of the gyms, and we see one of its members using one of those old timey exercise belt machines that jiggles you, which I love. <laughs> also, I just really want to note the sexy ass music we get to play us into Act Three. <laughs> Did not. I that. legitimately thought it was leading into a porno at that point. Nineteen seventies <laughs> porn music. Yep, gigantic bush everywhere. <laughs> Uh, good old bush. Uh, <laughs> so, do you think the uh, being like the waxing of the pubes in the two thousands was kind of a, a subtle political commentary on being anti George Bush? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I, maybe I like anti Vietnam. Yeah, the eighties, <laughs> early nineties. You know, like people were pro Bush, therefore porn had a lot of Bush itself. But then, like once. <laughs> George W. came out and, you know, they were ready to do their own form of protest and they were against Bush before <laughs> they got the wax. So, so like around 9-11, they still had like no Bush or they still had Bush because, you know, he was kind of popular. Right yeah, then, it was like then, trimmed. Like, yeah. Yeah. But then, okay. then came the waxing after okay. that. <laughs> yeah, as protest. That makes sense. Yep. <laughs> So, uh, we, yeah, we, so we see, uh, Muglis and Stone visiting random gyms and questioning people. We then go to the San Francisco Art Institute. As, uh, again, are these all in different random, do you know what that is? Is it, are these all in different, like, random places? I don't. And they also mentioned two streets that don't exist in that city later on. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, the city is pretty small. Like, it's, you know, you can go anywhere in the city pretty quickly. Uh, it just doesn't make sense that, the jogging thing, okay, whatever. Like, it's a giant parking jog, but the one that really doesn't make sense is why he would go from one side of town to the other side of town to go to that specific police station. Yeah. Um, hmm. But, yeah. Mm. Uh, so, go to, yeah, go to the San Francisco Art Institute as Arnold begs a gal that works there to hire him as a model, and she reluctantly agrees, even though he went uh, after, like, he attacked a delivery person who made fun of him. We then see Stone talking to an owner of a wrestling gym and mentions the baby oil. So the owner tells him he's looking for a bodybuilder. <laughs> we get my favorite uh, line of the episode here, which is they're talking about the baby oil. And I think it was, I can't remember if it was the detective or the other guy, but he was like, you know, to show off their meat. Yeah, that was the, <laughs> was no, like... yeah, that was the, uh, 
That was the owner of the gym. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then the detective gets this real far away look in his eyes and just kind of smirks. <laughs> Uh, so over at the art institute we see a bunch of people drawing arnold uh who's mm -hmm. sort of doing a bit more grimacing than posing the instructor that hired him notices that one of the gals that's drawing him is down for the pound so she tries to like kind (laughs) of warn him that arnold's a little bit crazy but the girl doesn't give a shit yeah and and then the the professor lady's like well i warned you and i'm like that's a shitty warning. Like, if yeah. you think that dude is dangerous, you got to try a little harder to keep that lady away from him. Which she doesn't even, even what she said, she's like, he's flaky. And then she has said something else. Yeah. She like, yeah. But uh, so Arnold, a cop shows up and Arnold's about to take off where the instructor instructor says that he's there about a car parked illegally. But the mm-hmm. horny gal. Which Judith, they would have fucking towed that car so fast, dude. That, that city is <laughs> it wouldn't so even have racket. They'll, they'll fucking tow it and charge you like 600 bucks. Jesus, I wonder if they, I wonder when that maybe that was how it was in the seventies. Oh, then they realized like, know. hey, we can make a fuckload of money. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, was this was this city any idea if this was city was as dangerous as New York in the seventies? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, you, you didn't okay. really hear stories about it like okay. you did in New Just York. Curious. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the uh, horny gal whose name is Judith takes this opportunity to talk to Arnold. We then see Stone and Muglas at a bodybuilding gym with the owner telling one of the members to stop hustling the other members. <laughs> the owner tells the detectives that he also wants to catch the killer because he's worked hard to make bodybuilding a legit sport and it makes bodybuilding look bad. The owner then basically brags about how he runs an interna- international bodybuilding federation and mentions that hundreds of thousands of people use his gyms. Stone mm-hmm. asks how many people in San Francisco don't use his gyms and for some reason the owner has an answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... He uh, also gives them a membership list for his gyms and other bodybuilding organizations. <laughs> he hands them like two or three separate lists of thousands of people. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, man, if they didn't catch any breaks, this never would have been solved. <laughs> yeah, like, seriously. never. I really hope that the rest of the show is like this, too. It's just yeah. them getting randomly lucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it makes sense if you have like like an actual database and you can just like query mm-hmm. it really quick. Like, mm-hmm. who's a subscriber? But also, like, not in gym member, you know. Yeah. And then he got a list. But this motherfucker's just like, oh, I got it right here. Let me pull out my <laughs> in my front like drawer where I keep my pencils. I just got exactly yeah. what you need right yeah. here. <laughs> so as the detectives leave, leave, we see that the hustler dude hustles like hustled his mark or whatever before yeah. the owner of the gym hangs the bad police sketch on the wall and tells the members that he'll give a thousand dollars to the first person who finds him. Mm-hmm. Because the, the the gym owner wants to fuck that guy person, like he wants to. Uh, yeah, he does. He basically wants to kill Arnold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For giving bodybuilding a bad name, which That's a lot of bees. Yeah, meta. It's the opposite in real life. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Arnold is the fucking face of bodybuilding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, we go to Arnold leaving with Judith, who tells him that she has friends in advertising he might be able to model for, and they which... head back to. Her. Yeah, it was at this point that I realized that I, where I recognize Judith from, she's fucking Dr. Pulaski from Star Trek. Hmm. I don't know who that she's, is. Star Trek The Next Generation. She was like... Dr. Pulaski? Wait, wait. Like the... She's that. the doctor, but she was only the doctor for like the second season. Oh, okay. The only oh, one I can yeah. think of is that Crusher lady. Yeah, yeah. She replaced Crusher because there was like a, a fucking... There was a contract dispute with Crusher in the first season, so they okay. they got rid of her. But then I they brought her back. Probably see a picture of her. It yeah. took me to the second time watching this to realize that Judith is not the art instructor. I, I just totally <laughs> yes. missed that. Yes. That's true. They do. I, very I thought much they were like, the same person, yep. and then yes. I watched it again. It's like, oh, it's a different person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which I like Judith. She's very nice uh-huh. and uh, understanding. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, and she puts out. So yeah. So and- we. <laughs> And they go to her house, and goddamn, space doctors make a lot of fucking money. Was she a space doctor? Oh, Oh, right. (laughs) Because she was in Star Trek. (laughs) (laughs) Well, astronauts make a lot of money. Doctors make a lot of money. Why wouldn't space doctors make a lot of money? That's true. That's very true. I'm just like, she has a fucking mansion in the middle of San Francisco. I was like, goddamn. Yeah, and Knob Hill, too, which is, like, super expensive. Uh, so yeah, she uh, tells him that she can make a couple calls, and like like her said, they go back to her place, and the music turns all ominous for some reason. <laughs> I mean, we I know why, but you know, anyway. sure. But like, it's a it's a bait and switch because nothing yeah. happens. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Act Four, my friends. Uh, so uh, 
Muglis speaks with the cop that Arnold tried to confess to, but all he tells him is that he came in before he saw the bad sketch and that Arnold said he was sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mud- Muglis meets up with Stone, and who tells him that the army did have his fingerprints and that Arnold was court-martialed for uh, assault and spent six months in the stockade, but they can't find any record of him any- uh, otherwise. Mm-hmm. And they're also going to call the Pentagon. So we go to Arnold, who was uh, we go to Arnold, who was hired for the advertising job right before Judy or Judith. I kept mixing her name up, but uh, whoever gets her purse snatched, Arnold chases the guy and begins slamming it up, slamming it up, <laughs> slamming him up and down on a bench before Judy pretty much begs him to let him go, which yeah. he does. Unlike a stone bench, right? Like a <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this this mugger, like, dude, you just saw a fucking tree trunk of a dude just like walk away. He's like <laughs> yeah, four awesome. feet away. Like, Bold oh, motherfucker! I'm gonna He's... take this purse. Ho- ho- yeah. Hopefully that guy doesn't come after me. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully that fucking giant doesn't <laughs> come and tree eat me. Trunk of a man, like Jesus. Yeah, uh, he's too big to run. Come on, that's what the guy's thinking. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so we then get a uh, stone talking to some military dude who tells him that Arnold is emotionally unstable and hypersensitive to cri- criticism, especially from women. So basically a modern day incel <laughs> he, he, he was uh, court-martialed because he assaulted a lady of the night for mm-hmm. laughing at his big weird body. Yeah. So he shook her and dislocated her shoulder while doing it mm-hmm. uh, and, men- and uh, mentions that Arnold also said he was sorry. Yeah, I thought this part. I don't know. I just thought this part was funny when the gen- when he was talking to the general or whatever, and he was like, he's talking about how the prostitute was laughing at him, and the detective asks, like, why? Is there something wrong with him? And the, the general goes, no, he was a specimen, except, and I thought he was going to be like, he had a tiny wiener, <laughs> or like something, but he was just, I don't know. Gigantic uh, balls. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> grapefruit size is really weird. Yeah, oh, just imagine him like pissing on his balls because it is. <laughs> it's like it's actually very normal size, but his balls are so big that he can't help it. Yeah, it's like I got it's it's like a six six and a half inch dong. It just looks tiny <laughs> next to these gigantic balls. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> so uh, next to these fucking softballs. <laughs> So, anyway, right then, Muglis tells Stone that they have his address, uh, which I don't remember how he got. But <laughs> uh, Oh, no, no, no. They, they found his old residence. That's right. They found his old. They found one of his addresses. So, anyway, yeah. uh, back at Judy's apartment, Arnold basically tells her how he loves bodybuilding because it's one of the only things he's good at. Mm-hmm. He mentions that Mr. San- the, the Mr. San Francisco contest it, it, uh, is happening that same afternoon. So, she pushes him to enter it, and then they do a little smooching. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Arnold's old landlord identifies him, but then tells the detectives that she evicted him because his weights were too loud, basically. Always <laughs> clanking around. Which, like, is that a real, like, I guess if you're throwing him on the floor and shit, but that didn't seem like how he was working uh, out. I don't know. I've, if you've been to a lot of gyms, because they do that. Just like, ugh, and just. Yeah, I know they do. I'm just saying, like, the way he was working out earlier in his in his apartment, he didn't seem like he was doing that. Uh, like, he yeah. wasn't fucking throwing that shit around. I don't know. They also found out that he special orders his weights. Mm. So we go to a, the bodybuilding com- competition that Arnold was apparently allowed to enter, which good for him. <laughs> yeah. same, same day. He he brought up some stuff. He's <laughs> he's like, I, I'm sure it's too late for me to enter. And she was like, well, you got to try. And then he just later cuts to it and he's in. He's like, I haven't <laughs> trained for it at all either. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, which is funny, especially can, like when you know how much he trains for, <laughs> yeah. for the competitions in real life. But anyway, so uh, Judith arrives with a couple of jerkbag friends. Before we yeah. go down to a room full of bodybuilders and see at least a few from Pumping Iron, including mm-hmm. good old Franco Colombo. Yep. Um, so Stone and Muglis get Arnold's current address from a fitness store he, order- he ordered his stuff from, because apparently there's only one in the city. <laughs> 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 and then, because they do this all within the time period of the competition. Yep. Like, and then we go back to the competition as we see different bodybuilders posing for the crowd, including jacked up Freddie Mercury, who I'm like <laughs> also 99% sure was in Pumping Iron. I don't remember, but I'm like pretty sure, especially when I heard his name, which I can't remember right now. But anyway, yeah. so Judith and her dickbag friends are in the crowd as well as uh, her. The dude she's with begins making fun of and then laughing at Arnold, which he definitely notices. And I love his like villainy laugh, like ah ah ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I don't know, which is another like 
I, if I'm going to a bodybuilding competition, I'm not going to like make fun of dudes who are all like ripped, you know, and be yeah. like, like with my skinny ass arms. Like, well, I, 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 I don't understand. I mean, maybe maybe it was the thing at the time, but I don't understand, like, especially coming from another dude, like the need to, yeah. like, make fun of a, how buff a dude is. Like, why? And also, like, I don't care how much of an asshole you are. If you go to some event like that and you are the only person in the audience <laughs> who's fucking laughing or making comments like that, like, you're not going to keep doing it the whole fucking time. And somebody <laughs> in the audience is going to punch you in the fucking face. Yeah. Like, what the Dude, fuck? Shut the fuck up. Well, I mean, we <laughs> he's know. Lucky, he's lucky fucking, uh, what's his name? Franco didn't jump off the stage and start boxing his ass <laughs> to death. Yeah. yeah. Fucking jump off the stage, like, start hitting him in the kneecaps or whatever. Because Franco's <laughs> fucking tiny. So, sorry. Um, R.I.P. Well, <laughs> we know this guy's a douchebag, though, because later on he like get he has like a full drink and he's like, it's getting late. It's like, motherfucker, you just ordered this drink. Pound it real quick or something. What are you doing? I think that annoyed me more. In the way that he's like not apologizing in his yeah, apology. His he's just like, you yeah. got to admit you're a fucking freak. Yeah. Right. Like, it's yeah. not my fault. I laughed. <laughs> so... Uh uh let's see oh yeah so and uh just like that we're in act five as uh <laughs> judith apologizes for her dick bag friends and asks uh arnold to come back come have a drink with them and then we cut to a bar where we see the hustler dude trying to hustle someone there as well with arm wrestling mm-hmm. judith arrives oh, with franco it's, no no it's not, like... not the first guy franco oh, ends up but, coming but up but it is later. it is the dudes from the competition right it's like all the body yeah it's yeah, that guy so. with like the blonde hulk hogan mustache yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought at first I thought was the that guy Ken, the sad guy from Pumpkin <laughs> but I don't think it was. No, but uh, so <laughs> he, just, he just keeps getting conned out of money <laughs> yeah. on top of everything else. <laughs> which would have been great if he wasn't the guy at the gym, and then he gets conned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, Judith arrives with Arnold and her jerkwad friends, who, like Chris said, kind of sort of apologize, but not really. Yeah. Before uh, they leave, and then the hustler recognizes Arnold as he and Judith get into the cab, so he calls the cops. Mm-hmm. But uh, Arnold and Judith arrive at her house. Uh, at her, sorry, Arnold and Judith arrive at her house as Muglas and Stone get the address and head <laughs> over. Judith tries to comfort Arnold by telling him he did, did a great job, but Arnold begins freaking out because I don't know she doesn't understand him. I think he said probably because of the accent. <laughs> <laughs> this scene was obvious, like also obviously dubbed over. Yes. That, was that just me? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. The part where he's like yelling running around her. her apartment, throwing shit and yelling at her. Just just when he first starts yelling at her too. Like I'm curious why though. Like if it wasn't, it was probably I, I would guess it has something to do with the sound of him breaking a bunch of shit. Just like that makes sense. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was very obviously dubbed over. Also, maybe he was just like talking too fit. Like you know. Yeah, that's maybe what I, that's what was I was thinking. But the, the breaking stuff also makes sense, too. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. <laughs> Arnold accuses Judith of laughing at him and begins throwing another tantrum as he be- begins breaking pretty much everything in the apartment. And uh, then grabs her before a couple of cops arrive and he begins yeah. fighting with them instead. Just throwing them around the apartment, too. Yeah. He gets one of them in a bear hug as uh, Stone and uh, Muglas arrive and basically talk him down by pulling a version of the Rob Williams Goodwill hunting speech. <laughs> and like reminding him that he's sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know that's what it reminded me of when i saw it but uh he lets the cop go and we see arnold's sweet ass rings on his finger yeah. on his fingers they look like look, they look like mood rings that was so they i don't do know i just like mood rings. Weird shot yeah i wonder if they are mood rings like and that was just the color of no that'd be red i don't remember wait what what's blue what's you guys want to guess look up what uh blue is depressed right Maybe he's depressed because he can't kill anybody else. It was like an <laughs> it was like an uh, like a turquoise color. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of turquoise. I don't know the the way they focused on that shot. I know he was presenting his hands so that they could arrest him and put the handcuffs on, but it was almost like uh, okay, kiss the rings and I'll go I'll go quietly. <laughs> also, also, why would they let him leave the rings on? It's very distracting. <laughs> that, that is a solid point. <laughs> um, um, but uh, the way they like set up that the way the shot was shot i thought he was gonna jump out the window oh really <laughs> yeah like it was just a higher shot and it was like i don't know yeah they they, they did the whole shot like I, the whole uh I, I was thinking like he um if he wanted to do like a, a suplex he could have suplex that cop right out the window. <laughs> normal 
Is your voice is normal? <laughs> yes. Like like you're sta- stable or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Or okay. They effectively talked him down. Yeah. Well, okay. That um, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Did you get to the part where they don't put the cuffs on? They don't. Yeah. That's bit no. That's the whole point of that scene is he oh, puts th- out his hands. To I put thought th- they did. I, I was no. like, I was like, yeah, he lets the cop go. We see Arnold sweet ass rings and then puts up his. Yeah, I guess they didn't. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. He, he puts out his hands like, okay, you can cuff me. And the, the cop walks up to him and almost puts him on. And he's like, he reconsiders and he's like, no one's going to laugh at you. Or like whatever it was that he kept saying right before that. He was like, nobody's going to laugh at you. And then they yeah, just it's like, uh, how many more people are going to uh, hurt? And he's yeah. like, as many, until they stop laughing at me. And he's like, he's like, that's not what I asked you at all. <laughs> like I said, how many more people? And you said, until they stop laughing at me? Yeah, until they stop laughing at me is not a number. <laughs> <laughs> that's the old chef move. Like, hey, how long on those Brussels? Uh, plating. Like, plating's not a time. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking annoying. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to know how long it takes, man. Sometimes you're just <laughs> like, like how long? Like, if you tell me. Very soon, that could be a minute, that could be three minutes. If it's going to be 30 seconds, tell me 30 seconds. It's going to be like two exactly. minutes, like, two I don't care times. how long it's going to take, just tell me so I can tell the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were, you were saying the, the, you know, blah, 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 is not a time. It was annoying, but yeah, I got you. All right, we're on oh, the same page. Well, that, yeah, but... <laughs> no, it's it's when, whenever that would happen, it was like, dude, I'm not asking you because they would just tell me like, uh, I'm like, how long for fries? He's like, I don't, they're almost done. I'm like, oh, how much time though? Just tell me so I can tell the table how long until they're like, add two minutes to it or however busy they are, and then tell the table that's when it's coming out. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyways, uh, yeah. So that was like the most white privilege moment where they're like mm, we're not gonna cuff him just get in the car yeah, definitely it's like what i like how judas in the background like are you fucking kidding can you please for the love of god put some <laughs> yeah. cuffs on this monster <laughs> he almost shook me to death <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah we then get another title card that misspells epilogue it unless does. Like really a, i didn't even notice that unless there's like an old way to spell it that i'm not aware of because it was <laughs> e-p-i-l-o-g really yeah, no UE, which I looked and <laughs> I, I don't Unless that's how they used to spell it and somebody changed it. I don't I, think so. Yeah. Just ran out of time. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they didn't, didn't have enough uh, money for the. But the yeah, they were like South Park. They were delivering it the day it was going to air. So uh, we ba- and then we basically see the hustler being hustled as the gym owner pays him his reward in the form of a thousand dollar gift certificate to the gym. Yeah. Before we find out, like, they get a little laugh before we find out that Arnold was charged with manslaughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the hell? And then they make a deal to, like, send him over to the gym owner's way when he's out and been rehabilitated. And it's like, that's, all this is so fucked up. Like, <laughs> uh, So, yeah, and then we see, like, the the hustler guy trying to sell the gift uh, certificate to someone outside, I think. He tries to sell it to the detectives first, and then they okay, yeah. make a bad joke, and then he tries to sell it to another guy. And uh, that's the end of that chapter. So, yeah, that's that's <laughs> the end of the episode. Yeah, I thought it was kind of a dick move that everybody's just laughing at him, but then you wrote a good point that he was kind of a hustler, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, the guy the at whole, the end? Yeah, the whole yeah. point is he was conning people the whole episode. That made it okay, which is a weird uh, little insertion. Maybe that's how that show is, though. Yeah. That's I don't know, basically probably what it helps sex if, uh, life. A hustle? <laughs> no, weird little insertion. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, um, any anything else? Any thoughts? Like my only thought was that, uh, which I didn't write anything else down because I was like, yeah, I'm going to work. Uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> my only thought was that, like, he's come along. He came a long way, especially with the language from mm, what, yeah. 1970 was uh, so seven years was yeah. Hercules. But he, I mean, he can't do drama for shit. Yeah, he <laughs> just doesn't. Like, yeah. at that time. Because, like, his angry is, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh. I had a, I just had two thoughts. One was, as I was watching the the end of the episode, the part where he's getting arrested, I was like, this is very, like, this is ending very much like a Batman the Animated Series episode. Like, it's a very <laughs> sympathetic villain, and it's like, he's, the, the, like, uh, they're appealing to him emotionally, and then he just like gives himself up, and then they're like kind of friends at the end. Like yeah. I don't know, it just was weird. Uh, and then, but the other thing I was like, it's interesting to me that Arnold chose to do this 
Because it's like a weirdly... Making bodybuilding look bad? Like, not quite making it look bad, but like, a lot of the things that the character says just sounds like Arnold talking about bodybuilding. So it seems like oddly close to him as an actual person. And then the other part of the character is that he's a fucking maniac who can't control his temper and like kills people. Yeah, it's so, called acting, know. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So it just seemed a little weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Fair enough. But it was fine. Michael Douglas was in it. Yeah, me too. Talking like that's no, that's more Jack Nicholson. <laughs> it's like a close thing right there. Yeah, they're kind of close. I don't know. Talking like this. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Anyway, uh, anything uh, else to mention before that? That's the end of the episode, or the end of that episode. Uh, yep. I have no and as far as I'm concerned, the end of that series. <laughs> the, yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, um, I so I have uh, no I trivia or anything. So uh, any uh, did other did thoughts? you like try to look stuff up, or is there just nothing there? I tried to look stuff up. For the episode, and there was nothing. It was just got like, it. even like put his name in with the episode, and it just said, hey, watch it here, watch it here, watch it here. Mm, got it. And so, yeah. like, the one thing of trivia I found was in the actual show's trivia. Got it. And Ooh. I just did IMDb for that. So that might also be a lie. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. Um, no. But, yeah. I Any... got nothing else to say. Okay. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. There was no credits, so at least in the video we watched. So Yeah, I... that's true. Oh, yeah, there was a – I ended up – because I was working – the first time I watched this, I was working on the Batmobile <laughs> at the same time, which sounds weird, but it's a Lego <laughs> – like a gigantic Lego Batmobile. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was just letting it play because it was on TV, and I was like, what the fuck is – like, because the last three minutes or so uh-huh. are just this music. Yeah, it's just a single screen. What does it say? I don't remember, but it... I don't know. It's just got, like, a name and then so, a couple other words. And maybe that's how that guy gets his last. music out there. Yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> that guy has pretty much every episode of the show. Like, he loves two things. He loves making music and he loves the streets of San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I don't know what to say. Just besides bye. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, I, I know. I just got to say. Well, Dear the party, Richter. 